You are hopefully listening to Oblivion. It is February 7th. Is that right? Yes. Uh, would that make this the first uh, February 2022 podcast? I believe it would. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up January last week. Yeah. So. And, uh, uh, more of that great American efficiency. We we get to the first week of February and we cross the nine hundred thousand death <laughs> threshold. Uh, yeah, it's, it's only a hundred thousand away from a million, and, and boy, won't it be amusing to see how we downplay uh, when when that number happens. That still won't matter. Uh, so. When that number finally gets there. Well, a million is extra special. I think people will notice that one. I mean, the New York Times did mention the. Uh, I'll have to briefly look at the article that mentions nine hundred thousand, but it, it did have getting used to the numbers sort of language in it. So surprise, surprise. Nine hundred K dead. Let's see. When did let me look up when eight hundred. Uh, oh, this was, um, uh, one million was uh, predicted by end of February, so I guess that probably won't be bad. Oh, I put 800,000 deaths December 20th, so we've gotten a mm, month and a half, looks like. Uh, we got 100,000. Yeah, I mean, I think that the deaths have to catch up with this last surge that we had. Mm. I was looking at I, I was looking at the uh, little graph, and it looks like it's just about ready to peak, which is kind of would be what you expect. But its peak is a little behind the hospitalization peak. Uh, give them give them time to die off. Be really deathly sick, deathly sick for about a week, and and then they're off to the never never land. And then pitifully, uh, the Democrats are starting to once again bend around toward the Republicans and say, yeah, we need to just go move to a post-COVID, post-emergency approach, uh, totally buying into the Donald Trump anti-science policy that has doomed America since the beginning. Uh, you're just the science will never be the um, the lead on this, right? We're, we're not going to do what Greta Thunberg says. We're not going to follow the science. I mean, she's talking about climate change. That's also a crisis. The, pan, uh, the pandemic uh, is another crisis. The same principle follows. I think we should maybe talk a little bit about the Beijing. Uh, Winter Olympics and all of the uh, mask wearing and I've got to get uh, this moment in at the end of the opening ceremony they did the Chinese 
national anthem. Uh, and it was very interesting to watch the Chinese uh, soldiers function as if they were all like one person. It wasn't like uh, each individual, say, American soldier did their thing to fold the flag or it was at the end of the ceremony and they were putting the Chinese flag up. Right. And then so putting the flag, getting the flag from uh, carrying it across all of these representatives from, I think, the the numerous different uh, provinces of, of China and representing the different uh, ethnic groups. Um, and once the flag got to the pole, they raised it. And it was interesting that it was a formation in a, in a series of movements that uh, was clearly uh, different. I mean, uh, obviously Chinese in a, a non-Western way of, of approaching what they were doing. But the big thing that stood out was during the playing of the Chinese national anthem, every single person that you saw was wearing a mask. And then immediately, as soon as the Chinese national anthem is over, we cut to a visa commercial, <laughs> right? Cut that, cut that off, get that influence out, visa, money, credit cards. And of course, in, the, in these commercials, no one's wearing a mask, right? Typical dumbass America, freedom means I have the freedom to be an idiot. Um, and I can do this amazing, wonderful thing that I've always wanted to do, which is not wear a mask during a pandemic, right? That, all that, that classic great American thing, not that I get to live my life the way I want to, uh, I can smoke pot if I want to. The government doesn't tell me to, whether I can do that or not. Um, did you get my uh, topic of the TVA <laughs> announcing that, that it's not going to supply electricity to the Hilarious. medical <laughs> cannabis facilities in Mississippi because the TVA supplies the power in uh, northern uh, Mississippi? And, uh, of course, TVA is federal and it's still federally uh, Ill illegal. And of course, at this point, it's holding up all kinds of um, commerce and, and banking because still these uh, cannabis businesses can't work with the, the banks. And when the banks, if whenever the banks can work with a business, and at this point, it's an entire industry, uh, especially with um, New Jersey sales getting ready to kick off, and, and they think that they're actually going to move up the Virginia sales and get the stores open there. Um, but th that increases the lending power of the banks. And of course that strengthens the banks. And that means that they can, uh, that, that helps all businesses, right? Not just cannabis businesses because the banks have more, um, um, more money uh, to lend, right? They can raise more capital for, this entire other industry still you know one full year nothing has moved forward on the uh federally uh, on the on the campus there's just something just popped up about that so i'll, I'll read that in a second oh sure for the, for the listener to uh um uh, apparently the tva is saying because it's um owned by the federal government which is kind of strange in itself but uh, tennessee valley authority was created uh, I guess initially in the 30s, it was kind of part of the New Deal. 
reconstruction socialist programs. Um, and uh, they've made a lot of, uh, uh, I'm sure they have coal too, but a lot of their thing is uh, hydropower from various lakes that they've uh, produced. Uh, most of them are in Tennessee, some are in Kentucky. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, yeah, of course, there's one very close to you. The uh, Part of their purview, TVA, is uh, the hydroelectric dams uh, that, that form Kentucky Lake and Barkley Lake, the famous uh, lakes on either side of the land where the land between the lakes <laughs> resides. Uh, but anyway, so they're saying, oh, because it's against the law. It's federal law. It's against federal law. We can't do it. We can't give power to these companies. The big question is, I mean, how are they even going to know this? I mean, are they, uh, well, one of the big questions now is, uh, would it be okay for a local utility that gets its power from TVA to then power the... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, how is this even going to work? Because TVA doesn't take any bills or do any of the administration of the power. So they're going to, how are they going to like strong arm these local utilities, uh, many of which are, are municipal? For instance, I have a, a rural, what's it called a rural co op. Uh, it's called Salt River Electric. That's uh, a municipal uh, uh, electricals service. I mean, how exactly are they going to be able to <laughs> go in and micromanage their uh, uh, where they're sending their electricity? It doesn't, doesn't seem, um, I don't know. Well, Dave, uh, I think the obvious thing to do is just to cut off northern Mississippi from electricity. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're just going to shut you all down. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's, you know, eventually that'll be the way. I mean, that's, that's how we treat the rest of the world. We're going to sanction you we're going to starve your population if you have the wrong leader or, or or whatnot or if you're a bunch of terrorists embargo so yeah let's let's terrorize those northern mississippians and and, <laughs> and uh the, the liberal starve them out till they get those damn pot pot uh operations well, of course, another question is, um, uh, what about, um, uh, one of the big questions I have with, um, surely this isn't the case, that surely it's not the case that these operations can only grow indoors, right? I mean, uh, well, sure, you have, one. yeah, I mean, they can't do fucking shit about it during the summer. I mean, <laughs> you can grow it. All, all around the country uh, during the summer, uh, outdoors, and, and you really get much more, much, much more yield because the sun is quite bright and it's free. I mean, that's definitely the best way to do it. You can do it. Now, I remember that's when Col model. yeah, when the Colorado was getting that going, it was largely dependent on this indoor thing. So, you know, that's one of the many problems with the regulations. And some of these states like Colorado, and I need to research more closely into this, but there's this leaning heavily on the uh, indoor lighting thing, requiring everything to be indoor lit. They, you know, they do it in these huge warehouses to like 
it to be quote secure where every plant is seed tracked is, and tracked and, very, and all that right yeah um so th- that's a problematic part of the quote legal, legal yeah yeah it's a it's just totally unnecessary um right you know it grows great and yields better with the sun but anywho why well, it's uh, called but, weed yeah but yeah and uh yeah but uh i understand they've got to do that to protect the children right to protect the children that we're shoving into these uh schools um and telling them that they can't wear masks and uh, yeah so let me read this um article on normal and uh sure but, but before it, i forget yeah, go ahead go ahead yeah, what are you saying? Oh, I, I wanted to say something about the Mississippi um, uh, National Guard having to go in to substitute uh, teach because so many of the teachers have, have gotten sick. Mm-hmm. And that's just another thing I was going to point out about protecting the children is if you <laughs> if you if cared about uh, the children, I mean, you would want to do more than just protect them. I mean, and one of the things that you would want to do for any a child do for any human being in a uh, society um, is to is to provide them with a good education. And of course, you you can't do that with the way that we're uh, treating teachers and we're making people have in-person class when there's a surge going on, like with this super um, infectious Omicron strain, right? And so what's happened is they're they're getting bad education that isn't good for them and people are getting so many people are getting sick that they're having to cancel the schools uh anyway and then we've also heard the last couple of weeks about the students themselves organizing these protests saying that they haven't really done the things in terms of the ventilation and the, the adequate protections that they were supposed to have done with this uh tons of money that has been uh, thrown at them and one other quick tangent before you get to your normal article um uh, let, let's see. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, billions of dollars in COVID relief went to the rich and didn't go to uh, the people it was supposed to help. So I just thought for your daily dose of inspiration, Dave, you could use that. Uh, now I'll let you get back to that uh, normal article. Okay. The Senate Majority Leader provides timeline for introducing long-awaited marijuana descheduling plans. Uh, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced at a press conference on Friday that he intends to formally introduce the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, CAOA, C-A-O-A. They didn't have a snappy name for it this time. Uh, In April, the forthcoming legislation, which was released in draft form last July, repeals federal marijuana prohibition by removing cannabis from the U.S. Controlled Substances Act. Speaking at the event, Senator Schumer said, in the coming weeks, we're ramping up our outreach, and we expect to introduce final legislation. Our goal is to do it in April. Okay. And we begin the nationwide push spearheaded by New York to get the federal law done. As the majority leader, I can set priorities. This is a priority for me. Well, good news, Senator Schumer. And then Normal goes over their various... um, in past months, Senate leadership has received criticism for both the slow rollout of the CAOA and for failing to support efforts to enact more incremental 
federal legislation such as the Safe Banking Act, which has been passed multiple times by the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, Normal was among numerous groups. They specifically called for strengthening civil protections, including record relief to provide justice to those previously wronged by federal marijuana organization, rising outdated employment policies regarding non-scientific testing for trace metabolic elements of THC, ensuring that small and local businesses can compete both with larger corporations in the unregulated market by reducing regulatory and tax burdens during the scope of the proposed excise taxes in medical cannabis consumer markets, balancing the roles of the FDA, TTB, ATF, and other bullshit, uh, and antitrust regulators in a manner that is consistent with other adult use of substances, such as alcohol or tobacco, to ensure non-disruption of currently operational state programs, Increase local ownership in future iterations of the marketplace. Uh, you know, so the the news is they're going to roll out in April. Uh, why they had to wait? I guess because they were going to have to go through this debacle of uh, um, the uh, Build Back Better bomb, the BBBBB. It's the, the classic, uh, just kind of scattered and uh, fractured. I guess a scatter shot is, is the good, um, like developmentally delayed uh, political strategy of, of of the Democrats. Where I think it was in March of 2021 that uh, Schumer and some other leading Democrats in the Senate were talking about getting uh cannabis legalized then it totally goes away then it's like we're going to do this build back better then immediately a rift develops between the progressives that want the social package passed with the infrastructure package and then people like joe manchin that say he doesn't believe really in the build back better plan period uh no matter what kind of compromises or what kind of things are cut from it. By the way, the latest thing that I saw was they're going to cut uh, free community college now from the Build Back Better plan. So <laughs> they'll finally pass something. And there, of course, there won't be anything in it except, I'm sure, some kind of uh, tax breaks for um, the wealthy. Probably something for the uh, coal industry to make Manson happy since he's obviously the the power broker of the of the Democratic Party and really has become the face of it, I think, totally eclipsing uh, Bernie Sanders, who um, it was a forlorn shot from the beginning, but at least he was kind of the uh, the dominant personality, at least, if not the dominant influence of the of, of the party. Um, but and so now having done nothing with Build Back Better, now we're just back to where we were in March of 2021 saying we're going to do something about marijuana and why nothing's been done about the medical <laughs> It's just uh, amazing. And I saw yet another article about how this uh, high THC uh, strains is uh, really helping a lot of younger people. Of course, the the very group that the uh, reefer madness people go crazy uh, saying that the strong stuff, the industrial strength uh, cannabis is making them schizophrenic and psychotic and that they're going to have mental problems and their brains won't form right. I mean, it's just, it's all just so crazy and that nothing is ever said about 
all of these other things that they could be taking, like all the pills they, they could be taking, uh, the drinking, of course. You know, I was seeing all the things that they're trying to say about the super strong THC um, industrial strength uh, cannabis. Is like, how come they're not saying that about these uh, this emerging uh, local brewery scene, right? Where you have these local breweries that they're brewing this beer and it's it's got uh, this alcohol level that is off the charts for what you expect a, a beer to be, right? So you go in and you... And, you know, have a have a beer and and it's just got this uh, amazingly high amount of alcohol in it. But I don't hear anybody going crazy about that and how that's going to destroy the brains of younger people. Anyway, this really strong THC uh, uh, cannabis is helping uh, younger people that uh, have uh, autism and specifically uh, more severe types of, of, of autism, right? Where the, I mean, the symptoms are really bad things like where people hit themselves and they just simply can't function at, at all. You know, and they clearly, um, are, you know, there's something just very wrong with them. They, they don't feel good. They're not functioning. They're obviously not happy. Right. And that's how you can say that you're there to protect the children. And you have, uh, these younger people suffering from these illnesses. And if you'll just give them this strong, THC uh, cannabis, suddenly they're fine and they can be normal and just enjoy life. And no, this is bad and wrong. And we're, we're still stuck on that. So uh, while I'm at it, I, I have to double down. And this is partly from reading another one of these junk articles from the Courier Journal about how Kentuckians actually really do want to legalize uh, mar- marijuana, um, that Americans just I don't believe these polls because they don't tell the big story. And I can bring it back to this Courier Journal article and and explain uh, why. So the gist of the of the Courier Journal piece advocating for legalization in Kentucky is that um, Democrats uh, support legalization in Kentucky, something like seventy one percent, and the Republicans, it's actually. Uh, barely like a a small majority won it right but there's a third of the republicans that control these certain districts and they're they're very much against it and so they won't they won't let it move forward and so we're supposed to believe this right the people of kentucky are these good reasonable people they're not totally backward uh, and letting the rest of the country leave them behind not just when it comes to cannabis but when it comes to other things like exercise and just general wellness but culturally a very backward place uh, certainly um yet here's the question why vote for these republicans and so here's the thing it's like you say that you want uh, cannabis to be legal but you're voting for the people who you know aren't going to legalize it so that means that the more accurate picture is that you're at best conflicted about it and in practice in reality even if you think this should be legal it's a cause that you're willing to sacrifice and just throw away for whatever other crap it is that these people are doing for you that is so important to you like not letting women get an abortion and not letting um slavery be taught or history be taught in in schools or i honestly don't know exactly what it is that they're just not liberals and they're it's guns or 
But the, the, well, the I, problem, like we've really, mentioned, yeah. Go ahead. Like we've mentioned before, it's. Uh, um, I mean, I kind of get what you're talking about, but I, th- I think, for instance, if it was, you know, polls are supposedly uh, a vote, right? And we just don't have that in Kentucky. Uh, that's part of the part of the problem. I mean, uh, we have a legislature which is, uh, you know, whatever they are, are hardcore dictators, fascists. Yeah, um, that predominate. Uh, so they're unwilling to give any, you know, uh, leeway to reducing the police state. But uh, the population is, of course, not so invested in this police state. Many of them are into it. But so, if there was a lack, an actual vote on the question of cannabis, you know, it it may not pass, but it would be pretty high. You know, it wouldn't. Uh, you know, of course, it didn't even pass in uh, hippie hippie country uh, California the first time. Okay. Uh, well, you're you're so, right. That's that's a so, good point. However, yeah, you know, they passed it in medical in '96, which at this yeah, point is yeah, I mean, how long yeah. ago was that? Thirty years. Pretty, and, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they so, did finally come around on it. Like, so yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I, I I want to before I beat up on people, you know, punch down. I'm going to punch up and, and and criticize the. Um, the systems that be that are keeping, you know, to have the power that are perpetuating this thing. And clearly in Kentucky, the powers that be are suck, you know, they're, <laughs> they're like some of the worst in the country, apparently. Cause I mean, goddamn Mississippi is beating it out on uh, that. And you've got these Western states, of course, a bit of different country culture, but I mean, all kinds of them are legalizing. And I mean, it looks like Oklahoma yep. is going to go ahead and do it. Uh, this fall, but yet we have can't even do a lame ass medical. Missouri yeah. uh, looks like they're going to legalize it. Yeah, I mean, what's I wonder what the uh, the news is for Tennessee. Does it have any medical? What I think is going to happen is Kentucky and Tennessee. It's going to be a standoff. They'll be the last two states to legalize <laughs> anything in the whole country. <laughs> and then what they're going to do is is um, Instead, they're going to have a race to open the first 24-7 church. Well, they probably have that already. Constantly. It's always time for church. And And the first town that can open it and where they can get, like, everybody to go to church and just stay there and never leave wins. And I, and I wonder if if this um, we can talk about this uh, next, but uh, as far as um, how this uh, well, how will if they pass the uh, federal uh, CAOA Act, um, how will that affect uh, states like Tennessee and Kentucky? Because I, I'm sure a lot of it, a lot of it, um, the resistance comes from the kickbacks and all the stuff for the cops and the prisons that come from the federal uh, scheduling of cannabis. Right. And, and uh, people are mean. They, yeah, they wanted 
Well, but I'm saying if if cannabis is federally um, uh, decriminalized, um, it, it seems like it's going to drop a lot of the the interest of say state and local cops and their allies uh to resist it right um because they they could do um they could do just like illinois where there was this strong um cop boosting element to the legislation uh they gave them all kinds of extra money to fight crime and this that and the other um, and I wonder how that'll affect it as far as it gaining some kind of traction. Yeah. So that they're effectively getting a piece of the action. I mean, I right. guess I'm, I just, because in Kentucky, I get, in Kentucky, the real problem is that we just don't have any, um, uh, proposition, uh, things where we can directly vote for it, uh, to have pot. Uh, it's gotta come through the legislature. Uh, as far as I know, I mean, I don't, I mean, they have these, uh, these constitutional amendment things, uh, that's comes up on the ballot, but we don't really have any proposition. Things, so we have to go through those fuckers, um, <clears throat> and whatever can reduce their, um, ability to get their, their money and put people in prison and confiscate, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Maybe that will reduce their zealot. Uh, right, but I, I'm just saying that that's a that's a level of of conventional thinking that I push back against. I really don't think it has anything to do with the money. It's just I I think it's the, the desire to to punish, um, and that uh, it's a particularly um, Kentucky and and these other prohibitionist places are just particularly mean places to live. But, where but, I, but I think that if isn't it if they reduce the if they make it deschedule it, I mean, won't it um, basically end the laws in all the states, right? Because um, you know, I'm well, saying I don't. Know I, don't if it would, um, I mean, I think they could they could have. Uh, you know, be dry, but it would, would no longer be like a criminal thing, kind of like alcohol. Right, I think you're right. right. It would be like what happened with uh, when alcohol, when prohibition was was was, mm. was over. Um, yeah, but just in terms of, I mean, that's a related but kind of separate issue. But in in terms of like the situation for a place like like Kentucky, I mean, it, it, the in spite of the points that you make, I don't think that you directly address the question of if people really want pot to be legal, why are they time and again voting for a party the republican well, party that they know for certain isn't going to legalize it yeah but i mean to your it's because i, I guess you're you're coming to the thing is where you think it's a, the number one issue right and most people they no, know I, and I, I don't think that that's my whole point well right? it, it isn't a number one issue in fact in your mind in your mind it is Right. You think it is, but you're saying that most well, people don't put it as a number one issue and I'm therefore not they're ranking where the issue is. I'm making a yeah. commentary about what the real state of mind of people in Kentucky is. Well, I, I mean, think 
regardless of, of like what does where I personally rank the issue, what does that have to do with it? I mean, just answer me this no. question. Like, what's the this, good reason for voting Republican if you think that pot should be legal? Um, I mean, they you might think that it's legal. Um, well, I mean, I can just turn it on you and say, what good would be doing the Democrats? The Democrats aren't doing it either, man. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of you're kind of falling into this thing that I think was the the main error of this article that you're talking about is is kind of making it a partisan thing, right? And saying, oh, it's it's the Republicans, they're the well, ones no, that don't want point. it to pass, that's and the and they're saying, oh, it's the Democrats. Well, or I don't think the Democrats, uh, the you know, necessarily uh, uh, assuming, you know, unless somebody says that like Gatewood Galbraith, the, the famous uh, ex, you know, perennial, uh, I don't know if he ever, <laughs> he always, perennial runner for office of governor uh, in right. Kentucky back Symbolic. 2030. Yeah. And his thing was, uh, mer- you know, uh, cannabis legalization or decriminalization. I don't know how he put it back. In the day. Uh, right. And I would and, say that, that Kentucky Democrats, are are just like the self-described uh, West Virginia Democrat that that Manchin uh, says that he is, and that he's not a Washington uh, Democrat. But the 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 point has to to be brought out. Like regardless of well, th- there are two things. One is that the Courier Journal article itself made it a point that um, Democrats far more um if i'm remembering the article correctly there was it was a significantly higher percentage of of democrats that wanted um cannabis to be legal Hmm. so you can start out by saying um if you really think that cannabis should be legal why are you voting for the, the the party that it's a much lower percentage of of the people who um, want it to be uh, uh, legalized, but even if the scenario that you're bringing up uh, were to materialize, which is Kentucky goes Democrat, and you have a bunch of uh, the Democrats control the uh, the, uh, the capital, the, the governor mm-hmm. is a Democrat, and they control both chambers of, of the legislature, but then pot still doesn't be, become legal. You can still ask the same question, which is. Why are you voting uh, for these people? And then I, I, I think I don't really buy into the idea that you can just neatly untangle and, and put into these separate abstract groups the people of Kentucky and these leaders, these political leaders who wind up in Frankfurt. I mean, they're part of the same culture. Right. And so that's why I think and, it's a well, and, crap. And- and the I mean, thing to say, and what's the problem with saying this, that Kentucky is just a backward place full of mean people who don't really believe in anything other than their very basic base level selfish needs and that they want to punish other people. You see it in the religion and you definitely see it in the politics. You know, I, I just I'm not willing to to. to um, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's helpful to just call everybody dumb and the rednecks and 
I mean, yeah, that's not going to get anything done. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I didn't say that they were dumb. Well, that's why you were you were just saying that they were uh, a bunch of mean uh, rednecks. They were, you know, that's what you're saying. I use redneck. I said I said that they were they were mean and and backward. I mean, backward. Okay, backward. I think. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm just not. I'm not. I, I just. And, well, um, you know, you, or you could characterize things of that you, as well as like anybody else, is in a culture that's grew up with everything, all the shame around drugs. You constantly propagandize that something you can't talk about in polite company. No politician's ever going to say anything about it because it's just like you know right. forbidden, so, so forbidden, and, and forbidden, and it's, and it's nationwide and and. And even if people know, you know, like us, uh, you know, or those not backward ones, the enlightened ones that uh, uh, don't think it's uh, should be uh, should be uh, should be legal. Uh, uh, I think you should just have solidarity with the the fact that it's becoming increasingly there are more and more people that say that. I mean, and uh, you can discount it all you want, but I mean, I think you just have to believe the if people are being asked that and they say that they really are thinking that. And I think it's definitely gotten way more and more. And, you know, this as well as me and just by the facts on the ground that uh, this the cannabis culture has really taken over and, it, you know, you have a reaction against it. But it's heading that way. And sure, it's very frustrating that Kentucky is so far behind everywhere else um, on that. But, um, you know, I, but I, I think I, the point that you're still ducking, though, is uh, that it's, it was one thing when it was California and Oregon and then maybe out east places like Massachusetts and Vermont. What was so incredible, what was so enlightening about the upbringing of people who grew up in Pennsylvania, right, or Missouri, where, um, and I mean, Mississippi, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what is the catalyst for me feeling the need to, to bring these points back. That, I mean, these other places now that are doing it and, and the, that have pretty much such a similar type of culture and background to to what Kentucky is that at this point I mean the way that that we look at Kentucky has to change and again the, I think these are two different but related issues I mean if you're talking about the national scene and in general hell yeah I agree with you I mean of course it's it's well, and it, it becomes it, it becomes quite moot if if they do pass this, and we can talk about this in our predictions. Uh, coming up. No, I don't think but it what, becomes moot. I just I think well, it becomes moot if it becomes federally legal. Then, like places like here, uh, it's no longer going to be criminalized. And I think, in short order, it becomes moot in terms of you're you're correct i mean it, it becomes it comes moot in in terms of of what i would agree is the most important thing right that the that the local prohibition could no longer uh stand but i just think that it that it, in this moment in in history that it, it the point has to be made for the record of of what an incredibly bunch of backward and miserable people uh in kentucky are right, right. and 
I, I think back to Colorado in 1992 when it got labeled the hate state because it passed all of these anti-gay discrimination laws. And look what happened, right? It, people said, we don't want to think this way of ourselves. And they propelled themselves at 20 years later. They're the vanguard of the cannabis movement. They're one of the most liberal states in the country. So if the people of Kentucky don't want to be seen as these backward and mean people, they need to quit acting like it. Yeah, so, uh, right, and I, I don't think that, um, yeah, I'm not going to give other states too much credit and they're not being mean, uh, uh, being less backward than us because, just because they have medical marijuana. I think that might be a mistake, too, because, um, you know, the police states running hardcore and all these, all these states. Uh, unabated um, just because they're not in the center of, of cannabis anymore, not be able to beat you down on the cannabis. They're still still at it in these other states. And um, yeah, well, so. uh, that, that, that may be true, but it's uh, in terms of the, the, the topic of, of cannabis. I mean, it, yeah, it, I mean, I'll definitely agree with you that there were, were definitely the near the high, the most backwards of the, of states in the country. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, as far as cannabis is concerned, and so let's make some predictions here on uh, coming up with the CAOA Act. Talk about a terrible <laughs> choice of for an acronym. Uh, I mean, I do you think it'll pass? Nope. Nope. Okay. So you think it'll be mentioned this? <laughs> So, well, I guess, but but okay, that's right because it's like, um, um, well, it was cinema that was leading the through the voter thing, uh, keeping in the filibuster. So that's how it's kept out, right? It's like we're gonna filibuster it. No matter what, uh, there will be someone for some reason that will that will bog things down. Um, but the, the other thing to go back to the descheduling, uh, and I'm glad that you brought that that point up is. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Joe Biden can basically do that himself. That's the, because the scheduling of the drugs is something that's done by the Justice Department and the DEA, right? Congress doesn't schedule the, the, the drugs, right? So if, if Joe Biden descheduled, uh, took cannabis off of, of Schedule 1, I think that that would already de facto uh, decriminalize it, right? Um, and then it would be up to Congress just to simply make a new set of laws. Um, now, I may not be 100% accurate uh, about that, but I, I think that I, I am. And so that, that's another example of uh, the, the Democrats. And uh, well, to sort of to concede a point, a good point that you made there at the end is uh, let's not just give the rest of the country a free pass if we're going to talk about how backward Kentucky is. Let's remember. 2016, 2020, the Democratic primary, right? Did we get the president who said he would do executive order? He was going to make sure that we got cannabis legalized and make it a priority? No. Democratic voters themselves said, we want the drug warriors, Hillary Clinton first and then Joe Biden. But uh, so Biden certainly, I think, is an obstacle to any 
moving forward on cannabis at all. I think you would agree with me on that. And in terms of the procedural matters of if the executive can basically just have the Justice Department uh, reschedule or deschedule cannabis off of Schedule 1, um, do you know if I'm correct about that? Uh, well, I think it would deschedule de- it, right? So it wouldn't even be on the schedule. It would be more kind of like alcohol and uh, right. And so what, I'm, what I'm asking is, can Biden, the president, do that himself? Well, I, he can do some of it. Yeah, sure, he could have. Um, and uh, we know why because he's just a nut job drug warrior. That right. That's uh, yeah, and, and pretty much his whole administration. And that's that's where I'll get to my. Um, um, that's why I think that I agree with you that it's unlikely to pass because I think Biden himself doesn't want it to pass because he, uh, you know, he's an old, old school, uh, super cop drug warrior, um, uh, just super zealous and totally bought into the whole, uh, drug war narrative with this, you know, he was the big leader of the, of the crime bill in the nineties, you know, it was just one of the most psychotic of the, of the drug warriors in that period. Um, so, and he still believed that shit, uh, uh, super cop that he is. So, uh, you know, that's a big problem there when, uh, he doesn't believe in it, doesn't care about it. Um, and, uh, you know, he kind of sig- signaled when he was, there was this question about would, uh, back in Thanksgiving when he was uh, forgiven, uh, what was it? Was the turkeys? He gave it pardoning a, or, the, the turkey. Pardon, pardon the turkey, and then they somebody asked him, you know, if he was going to keep his promise and and pardon nonviolent drug offenders like he'd promised during the campaign, and of course he just laughed it off. You know, didn't mean any of that. What are you talking about? You high yourself? <laughs> he didn't say that, but right, he's an he's an asshole. Yeah, so he's a he's he, a prohibition pervert. Yeah, and 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 much of of the people around them are quite similar. Of course, they're cut from the same cloth, and um, you know, so they're they're going to find the mansion or whoever is going to be the guy who says they just can't do it, or they might not even go not go that far and just uh, let the Republicans. Um, bog it down yeah and say that they're going to filibuster it you know like right we, we have to compromise you know we ha- there has to be moderation and it's like we well, just can't do we just can't do anything with this uh filibuster there i mean what can we do those republicans those terrible republicans wasn't for them yeah right so, i mean how is there any uh how are the prohibitionists um compromising when you still have prohibition <laughs> That's a, I, I guess I, that's another one of those things that I need uh, the knowing to uh, ex- explain to me. But I, I think that there's a, a connection between what has happened during the pandemic with the uh, rampant misinformation and uh people like Biden in the 80s and 90s and their drug warrior mentality, because the drug war is all based on misinformation. 
uh, with cannabis, it's it's definitely misinformation about the the plant itself and its effects and why people use it and um, its impacts on society. But there's also a big connection, I think, to fundamentalist uh, religion because basically our our drug war policy is based on the idea that people use drugs because they are immoral, right? They have bad morals. There's no science behind what compels people to use drugs, like that it's genetics. Uh, it could be a disease of the brain. Um, but I mean, I actually think that when it comes to cannabis use it, itself, that um, one of the major problems of, of, of bigotry is just this uh, unyielding uh, clinging to the idea that cannabis use is bad. Right. And it's just a matter of tolerating it or saying, well, if we can put up with alcohol, we'll put up with this, too. And just refusing to either not judge it at all because you don't you don't know what you're talking about or to realize that it's a good thing for people to recreate, whether it's that they're using cannabis or they're exercising or they're playing music or they're hanging out in a hot tub. Um, right. It's if you really thing. believe in freedom, then what's you know. the freedom thing? Right. Like, why is why is it so great that you cannot put a mask on? You mean your freedom if is limited to that? I don't have to put a mask on. So I'm free. Nothing else that you can do. No other uh, behaviors or areas of decision making. Um, but certainly to focus cannabis policy on misinformation right rather than science it's an easy parallel to see how that then sets the tone right that gets the bad habits in practice leading into the pandemic so that when the pandemic happens since you already have a culture of misinformation misinformation about uh the the virus its severity and uh, trying to destroy the credibility of the public health experts that takes hold and then you wind up with well uh, and, and you have and versus the misinformation from the drug warriors who are another uh part of the government who are constantly lying and um so why would you trust any of it well well right i mean i i agree i mean that that's um it, I mean, why would you trust any of them except for the fact that it's an entirely new group of people who came on the scene when the pandemic happened? And, of course, it's an entirely uh, different uh, issue. Well, yeah, yeah. But but in terms in terms of uh, the the way that the, the system as a whole has worked, it's not a surprise that that a, a country that uh, has always discouraged scientific and enlightened understandings of things, right? And has encouraged bigotry, right? That other person is bad. They're wrong. And you have the right to use force against them because they're bad, right? Still is so, is so uh, uh, exciting to people, right? Americans are so titillated by it because they love violence and they like seeing someone else get their ass handed to them and they want victims and they like to see other people suffer. Um, certainly they don't have any dislike of it, right? It doesn't set them, nothing compels them to override their other feelings so that they can 
make these changes uh, for the better. Well, all right, man. I think we covered all the bases. Uh, so, I mean, just before we go, what do you predict? Uh, how long do you think it'll be for the hundred, for the million mark? Yeah, we got to start a major <clears throat> countdown on that. I mean, first of all, I want to know what I win if I get this right. <laughs> you win another uh, month of life. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't get COVID for you don't die of COVID for a year. It's all we can do. We can't promise much more than that. Uh, you had previously uh, said uh, end of February one million, so you weren't you're not way off. I mean, it's. Uh, Do you happen to remember when I made that prediction? Because that's not bad. Yeah, it's December twentieth. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. That no, that was November twenty second. Uh, oh, all right. You said uh, when you did that, so I don't know had. See if Omicron I don't think it I mean, we're just at the beginning of. Oh, Omicron didn't show up till November 29th on the list here. So. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. So anyway, I get you know. I guess let's see, 800. It took. Well, it should should be a month and a half if it's similar death rate from the last hundred thousand. But right now, I think the deaths for at least the next two weeks, the deaths are going to be pretty high because they have to catch up with the infections and the hospitalizations. So 2,000 deaths a day, uh, seven days a week, that's 14,000, two weeks, that'll make it 28,000. Uh, and I need 100,000, so, oh, man. Um, and then it'll probably go down toward the end of this month. So, yeah, it's not going to be the end of February. Um, uh, I'm going to say it's going to happen right about the time that the NCAA tournament starts, right? Another way. March Madness! Freedom! You know, uh, so, so, so when would that, that when would that be? Third week of March. Okay, so you're, you're saying the same. Right, so this is the first week of, of February, so it's two weeks, six weeks. A month and a half. That's how long it'll take us to get to a million. Okay. But we'll get there. And in, we'll places, get there. and in places like Kentucky that are have low vaccination <laughs> rates, death rates will definitely climb higher. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna annually. we're gonna do our part. I'm gonna sacrifice grandma. Get that number. Get the numbers up, man. Stop wearing that mask. So we're going to continue to talk about what uh, Dr. Overby's reward will be for when he turns out to be right about this. Okay, and also, well, what is the reward that the, uh, that the next of kin gets if you're the millionth <laughs> person to die of COVID? Because <laughs> it does seem like a national contest at this point, like right, a, a rite of passage. Let's all get yeah, COVID. That would be cool. New normal. <laughs> Let's all get it. We're getting immune and then it's over. I I did my part to get to the million 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 dead <laughs> million dead. All right, man. Let's close yeah, it out. The only thing that has 
had freedom during this pandemic in the United States is the coronavirus. That's the one thing that's been like, no, we can't do anything to stop this. We can just do whatever it wants. Hey, free the virus. virus. That, that, that's got, that virus has more rights, more freedoms. It can do it can do whatever it wants. It can go wherever it wants. It doesn't have to show any papers. For David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. David Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast. Stay healthy. Don't be a statistic. We'll see you next week.